Get out of the car now. Why am I being apprehended? You trying to give me a ticket I said, for your failure? Get out of the car. Why am I being apprehended? You just opened my car door. You just opened my car door. So you going you threatening to drag me out of my own car. Get out of the car. And then you gonna I will stun light me? you up. Get out. Wow. Now. Wow. Get out of the car. Really for a failure to signal. You doing all of this for Get a failure to signal. Get over there. Right, yeah. Yeah, let's take this to court. Let's do Go it. Ahead. For a failure to signal. Yep, for a failure to signal. Get off the phone. On my school. Get off the phone. I'm not on the phone. I have a right to Put record. This is my down. property. This Put is my property. Down. Sir? Put your phone down <gasps> right now. Get over there! I will light you up! Get out! Wow! You okay? I'm waiting on you. You. This is your job. I'm waiting on you. What do you want me to do? Oh, you seem very irritated. I am. I, I really am. What I'm getting a ticket for. I was getting out of your way. You were speeding up, tailing me. So I move over and you stop me. So yeah, I am a little irritated, but that doesn't stop you from giving me a ticket. So are you done? You asked me what was wrong and I told you. Okay. So now I'm done, yeah. Okay. You mind putting out your cigarette, please, for mine? I'm in my car, but I have to put out my cigarette. Well, you can step on out now. I don't have to step out of my car. Step out of the car. Step no, out of the car. No, you don't have Assalamu alaikum, brother. Peace, Peace to God. Peace to the universe. Um, tonight's episode will be brought to us by Foreign Guinness Stout. Had a little drinky drink before I came on the show. I was looking for topics. We usually don't try to prepare for um, anything, everything that we discuss is random, and we just try to give our own background experiences, yours more being a psychological one and mine more being a a legal standpoint. Um, Tonight, we're going to try simply to address... Um, one of these women's issues, um, particularly the death of Sandra Blind, um, through our perspective, respective uh, understandings or 
educational backgrounds. Um, did you get a chance to watch that little seven-minute um, introduction to what happened to Sandra Bland? I, I I watched about seven and a half minutes of it. Yes, sir. Any um, initial reactions? <laughs> <laughs> Or should we start an opening? Uh, first of all, let, let's say that this is DFN Universe. One hour of Black Power Thinking. Um, we come on the air every Friday and Saturday nights. We should be partying. We are here having a discru- uh, discussion of our Black experiences. Um... Any reactions to that? Um, you don't have, necessarily have to have one either. So let me yeah, just put. Well, I, I I I think that my uh, initial reaction was uh, was frustration. Mm. It's just it was just frustrating watching that. Yeah, it sure. it was almost watching. It was almost like watching. Um, uh, the movie I watched the other night, and we discussed um, hmm. American. What was it called? American skin. Uh, American skin, but from a but from a female perspective. Hmm. And it's always frustrating to watch things like that. Um, you know, watching police officers abuse their authority like that uh, with people of color is yeah. always. Um, it's a very challenging thing to watch, um, and and while there's nothing new under the sun, is it? You know, it it just bothers me to to see that, and but not only does it bother me to see that, but it, it uh, puts me in a place of feeling. Um, I don't want to say I, I don't know if I want to say helplessness or hopelessness. But you 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 feel um, almost like watching a slave movie mm-hmm. and what the slaves went through and watching them being brutalized, right? And and being on the plantation and seeing that and not doing anything mm-hmm. or being restricted in what you can do mm-hmm. because it's 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 almost like a modern day slavery. Right, in in the sense that, you know, in slavery during during slavery, you saw people during slavery and after slavery, you saw people being beat, you saw people being treated unjustly, you saw them being treated unfairly, and the most you could do is maybe have a personal conversation or have a conversation in the church or have a conversation amongst one you know one another. But you still didn't go up against the master. You still didn't go up against the ones that were oppressing you, right? And then after slavery, you saw hangings and lynchings and things like that. They didn't really hang you and lynch you, lynch you doing um, slavery because you meant too much to them in terms of monetary. So while they would punish you and beat you, they didn't really kill you because they still could get work out of you. But after slavery, when they weren't able to profit from you mm. like that, then they would just hang you and lynch you because you no longer were benefiting them monetarily. So they were just lynching you. 
But again, the same um, thing was happening in the black community is you knew it was happening, but you still wasn't retaliating to the people that were actually doing the hanging and the lynchings, hmm. right? And so we pulled that up to contemporary time where we, we're now, we continue to see black people getting slaughtered and murdered and killed and shot, you know, by police officers and people who are oppressing, uh, you know, oppressing them. And we're still having personal conversations, right? We're still, now, Granted, you know, they, they, you know we, we've made some progress in terms of protesting, in terms of marching, in terms of, you know, things like that. But it's, these things are still happening, right? And so when you ask me what, what did I feel, that's what I felt. I felt all those emotions of just um, knowing historically um, what that has been like and in contemporary watching that still happen makes me feel very frustrated. Yes, sir. Um, I felt... Um, from a legal standpoint, which is my background, I don't have any professional degrees in uh, law, but um, I, I just worked with attorneys. And just from their observations... Um, there's going to be two different conflicts and it, people are going to take one side or the other. Um, it's not that they're not other sides to the, what happened to Sandra Bland, but the two most prevalent um, sides there could be is, is this officer in danger or is this woman um, I want to be careful on what I say here. Is this officer in danger and is this woman over overreacting? That's one way, aspect of looking at this situation. And two, is this woman in danger and is the officer overreacting? And you're going to have people split on one side and the other. Now, yesterday we talked about um, people um, migrating, black people migrating to the north because they wanted a better life. Um, Sandra Bland is from Chicago. She goes down to Texas to um, try to um, obtain a job down there. And one of the things that um, happens to her in that this last time she migrated, she migrated um, back to Texas. Not back to Texas, but that's where she ended up. And that's how she wound up in Texas. And laws were a little different down there. The standard operating procedures for police officers were a little bit different down there. We're familiar as black men um, with some affiliation with the South on how police operate differently down there. 
And um, I never saw it as, I never took it personal. And I think that that's um, one of the um, the bad qualities of being in a law field, having a, a legal outlook on life. Not you're not able to um, be an effective lawyer if you look at it from an emotional standpoint. Having said that, um, was there anything from a psychological standpoint that you could mm, discuss with the audience as to who overreacted without being subjective? Well, I, I, I honestly, I feel like regardless of what perspective that you want to come from, whether it be legal or psychological, it is, you know, I almost feel like it's an, an option um, to turn yourself off to your profession, whether it be psychological or legal. You know, I think that in the center of all that is the human perspective. Right. And to me, regardless of what you do for a living, whether it be a lawyer or whether it be um, a psychologist or psychology, whatever, the, the humanistic perspective that is 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 what counts to me, because when I saw the insurrection that happened on the Capitol, I saw lawyers, I saw people in political arenas, I saw people from all these different professional backgrounds that were creating crimes that went against their professionalism. So I think that we have to be careful if we put ourselves in a box of saying, this is what we do for a living, or this is our professional background. So we're going to remove ourselves from the humanistic um, perspective of it all. So <clears throat> I think that if that was the case, then people like um, Thurgood Marshall you know, um, or people like um, um, uh, um, we we saw people like Rudy Giuliani. Um, we saw people like um, in the OJ case. What's the black um, attorney? Um, um, Marsha Clark and. What was the the black guy's name? No, no, but but on the OJ side, the brother that passed away, Johnny Cochran, like you know Cochran, jo Johnny Cochran. But even from a, a psychological perspective, um, you know, historically, people have used. Uh, I think about Sigmund Freud or Pavlo. Um, or B.F. Skinner, a lot of those people use their own personal um, family members when they were doing research or when they were exploring different um, perspectives of human development, uh, you know, or um, different things that were happening to us psychologically. A lot of those experiments came from their personal family. Um, so 
um, to answer your question about uh, whether or not the police officer was overreacting or was Sandra Bland overreacting, in fairness to me, I think that as a civilian, um, Sandra Bland has the right to overreact because she's a civilian. But I think if you're going to take a job as a police officer, then you're the professional, and you should and you should approach any you should approach any position in a professional manner. If 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 me <coughs> um, walking into a situation where a client is decompensating or a client is having a psychological breakdown, how professional would I? be to walk in that situation and also have a psychological breakdown, then I don't know what my training has taught me, if anything, if I meet that client where that client is and I break down too. So I'm saying to me, if the police officer walks into a situation, the police officer should walk in any situation because it's his job or her job as the professional in that situation to not meet the client where the client is or to not meet the person where the person is in whatever emotional position that they are. And so if you're walking into a situation where you have a gun and you have a badge, that puts you in a position of power. And if you are walking into a situation where someone doesn't have a gun, they don't have a badge, and all they have is maybe they're having a bad day or whatever it is that's going on with them. But if you aren't professional enough and you haven't been trained professionally enough to handle that situation, then I say that you're in the wrong profession. You shouldn't be in that profession. So anybody who wants to argue that Sandra Bland was out of of line or that she was overreacting, then I say to them, you know, it's easy to judge a situation like that if you're not in a situation like that. So to me, I would always expect a professional to be professional. If, if when you walk into a doctor's office or a dentist's office or, or a grocery store or whatever, you're always expecting or should be expecting for a certain level of professional level, professionalism, or a even if it's a restaurant and, and someone is serving you, you're expecting that person to serve you in a particular way that they've been trained, which it should be a professional way. And when that person doesn't respond in that way, you you start to question what is the mannerism in which these people have been trained? Wow, this isn't person it, doesn't have good good customer service. Well, isn't it not true that as a professional in counseling that you have to remove your personal feelings? Well, absolutely, you should. All right. So, and I'm not saying that that's always that is always the case. But right. if you're asking me. Is that the standard? Absolutely, that is the standard. You are supposed to. Right. So I'm asking you now, in a professional capacity, not not as a doctor, not as a counselor, but just as an exercise in black power thinking, can you remove yourself from the situation in your personal beliefs and give me an assessment do you think that she overreacted? Okay, so I'm just tickling your guitar strings. Say that again. I'm just tickling your guitar strings. 
Okay. <laughs> so uh, again, my professional um, perspective about that: Do I think she overacted? No, because she because I don't see her as the professional. I I see her as um, I see I see her as a well individual. In, in I, counseling, I, don't you um, assess whether a person's behavior towards you is um, adversarial? Do do I assess whether or not the a per- uh, say a client comes to you and mm-hmm. um, they're seeking counseling? Mm-hmm. In that process of seeking counseling, aren't you assessing objectively, uh, without any bias towards that person, whether this person's um, need is adversarial? Yeah, but yeah, I I, I can, but doesn't do that in the Sandra Bland case, not specifically in her case, but just. Uh, objectively, can you say that a person that did what she did in that little seven-minute video, if, of course, it, it doesn't qualify as professional advice, but can you say that she overreacted? I cannot say that she overreacted at all. I don't. I don't think that personal. Beliefs or personal experience. If, if if I take my personal out of it completely, and I just would, was dealing with professionalism, right? But professionally, there's something called transference and, and countertransference, right? And so, what I understand about transference and countertransference is, a, a, if a client comes in and a client is talking to you, and if you remind that client. At any point, if that client starts to feel at any point that you remind them of an abuser or someone who has did something to them, that client is then starting to manifest what we call transference. Mm. So they start to transference that behavior, that memory, that action onto you. And you write that with the, the little clip of Sandra Bland. But but not only Sandra Bland, but I see that in communities abroad, right? Because what 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 happens sometimes in positions of authority, sometimes when people see you as, you know, a person of authority, then then they may see you as a person in authority who have who in the past has abused them, mm. you know, or misused them, mm. right? And so that so then they start to transfer they start to transfer that feeling of abuse right onto you. Hmm. But what I'm saying as the professional, then you should understand that you should know that. And so I'm saying whatever training that should have happened in the professional arena, then this police officer, whoever, should understand that. And because it says he failed at that. Well, uh, he either he failed or he didn't know. So what I'm what I'm saying is in in whatever training that should have took place, he should have understood that it's it's the same way with like in the word I just used transference. There's also counter transference. Counter counter transference is when the counselor or the therapist transfers 
feelings onto the client as opposed to the client transferring feelings on to the therapist. So there's transfers and there's counter transfer. But what I'm saying is you got to be aware that that's happening. You got to be aware because if you know that you haven't done anything to this particular client and this client is feeling a particular way, then you know it's not you and it's the client. So the professionalism in you should 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 allow you to understand that, wow, this person is feeling some way because of something that happened to them in the past. And they're transferring these feelings onto me. Mm. And when we come back, we're at the 21-minute mark and 22-minute mark in DF and Universe. We're going to talk about that transference. Very good, Dr. Moore. That is exactly where I wanted to go with this. Because um, in the post-traumatic slave syndrome that they think does not exist, any white person can look or mimic that person back in slavery that word messages uh we want to get into uh women's rights particularly black women and that was the reason i brought up the subject but it was interesting how you brought up the term transference and i think that um i'll give you a chance to reply to that when we come back okay and we'll be right back peace presented here was one of an exercise of the mind, testing whether hopelessness or helplessness in the African-American or black community is the reason why we conflict so much and argue so much with each other. Um, In a collegiate representation of this problem there would be a debate and the debate would have parameters by the professor or the mediator and each side each person would have to take a side and argue that side now you're giving uh, the option to take either side you want and once you take that side you represent that side I think that's what we did more than have a discussion. We had a debate, and it easily got out of control. This is what happens in the black community. Is this type of triggering on black politics or black um, situations of oppression and senseless violence towards us cause us to fight each other. That is what we are going to examine in this series. Stay tuned. 
as Texas lawmakers look to learn more about the Sandra Bland cell phone video that her family claims DPS officials tried to hide. Get out of the car! The cell phone footage was recorded during Sandra Bland's now notorious 2015 traffic stop in Waller County near Houston. I will light you up. Get out! The DPS trooper, Brian Encinia, was later fired, but it was Bland's death in a Waller County jail cell three days later that outraged supporters across the nation. Her death was ruled a suicide. When you lose a child, uh, that that feeling of loss is never going to go away, and no matter what we do, there's nothing that is going to say that we've addressed the reason why she lost her daughter. Those words today from State Representative Garnet Coleman of Houston as Bland's mother looked on. Coleman called for the House committee meeting in response to the release of the cell phone video and accusations of a DPS cover-up from the Bland family. However, the family's lead attorney says he never saw the 39-second cell phone footage until the nonprofit investigative group network brought it to his attention. Thank you again for giving us the opportunity to refute, okay, this gross misinformation that was reported to the public regarding the discovery process, both civil and criminal. You know, clearly we've got an obligation to fully comply with those rules. However, federal court records revealed DPS and the Texas Attorney General opposed requests from the family's lawyers to turn over crucial evidence. That video, under the law as it stands, could have been secreted forever. We could have, within our discretion, exercised that exception. Do you think that chose the, not to? You, and I appreciate that. You know, and then there's a question about when it's released. I appreciate that. But do you think it's good public policy that in this case, had your agency not made that determination, that that information would have never been available to the public? I don't think that's good public policy. No. I appreciate your opinion, and I hope that we change it this session. Now, Representative Coleman introduced the Sandra Bland Act, which became law in 2017. It requires county jails to send people with mental health and substance abuse issues into treatment. As for the hearing, though, more talk, no real changes.